Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Trusting God.
the years of 1920 to 1921 were the time of great starvation in Russia. It is estimated that in those two years, nearly 20 million Russians died of starvation. During that time, a man in Minnesota was sending funds constantly to one of his brothers in Russia with the instruction that he was to buy food for all the family, three sisters and one other brother, that they might be able to live through this terrible time of starvation. As time went by, the brother in America learned that one of his brothers died, and then one of his sisters, then another sister, and finally the third sister all died of starvation. The only one still alive was the one to whom he had sent the money. He wondered how they could have died since he had sent a sufficient amount to buy food for all, but he did not say anything. Instead, he invited the surviving brother to come to America. After a number of years, in 1927, the brother came. When he arrived in Minnesota, the American brother waited for him to say something about the other members of the family, but he never mentioned them. Then after he had been there for some time, the American brother asked him, George, how did it happen? Didn't I send enough? George advanced all kind of excuses. They were too far gone when the money arrived. Food was too expensive, and so on. Eight months later, George became seriously ill. He became weaker and weaker, and one day he called his brother to his side and said, Pete, Pete, there was enough, but I kept it for myself. With those words in his lips, he passed into eternity. What a clear and terrible picture of the depravity of man. Here was a man who would allow his own brother and sister to die because of his greed and selfishness. He had the means to save their lives and refused to help them. The world is filled with those who think only of themselves, even Christians, who have no real desire to share the truth of the gospel with those who are unsaved. We cannot trust in man, but there is one in whom we can trust completely and he will never fail us, the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen now as Eddie Piper sings for us this beautiful song entitled, Blessed Assurance. is mine Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine I'm an heir of salvation I've been purchased by God Oh, this is my song. 
to join the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning that you were encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite all who are seeking a Bible-honoring, Bible-teaching church to join us for our services. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Here we have many classes for the various age groups. We also have a supervised nursery for little ones for all of our services. Then at 10.45 we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. Then at 6.45 we begin our closing service of the day, our evening fellowship hour. It is important that Christians gather together to study God's Word. The leaves are falling, and soon it will be time for the Ball Brothers concert here at the Altoona Bible Church. The concert will be on Saturday, December 14th at 6 p.m. There is no charge for tickets. However, a free will offering will be taken. Please join us for an evening of God-honoring music that will lift your spirits and help you focus on the true meaning of the Christmas season. Listen now as Randy Bickle plays for us on the piano this wonderful song entitled, I Will Rise and Go to Jesus.
some of the worst crimes recorded in the Word of God were prompted by the spirit of jealousy. The first murder recorded in the Bible was a result of the poison on envy being brewed in the heart of Cain toward his brother Abel. It was the same spirit which later motivated Saul to plot against David to slay him and which caused the rulers of Israel to deliver up the Lord Jesus Christ to death. Those who are doing the work of the Lord in an outstanding manner are usually the object of much envy and recipients of many cruel barbs of jealousy. With shame, we must recognize that even Christians are not free from this corroding sin. Many a leader in the church can testify that he has undergone severe persecution from so-called good church members who have become inflamed by this poison. The sanctifying spirit of God and the love of Christ are the only true antidotes against this evil. A muscular giant was one so envious of Theagenes, the prince of the wrestlers, that he could not console himself at never having defeated him. After the champion passed away, a monument was raised to him in the public square. His envious antagonist went out under the cover of darkness to wrestle the statue, for he was unwilling to admit, even to himself, that Theagenes had ever been his superior. One night in rage, he managed to throw the stone figure, but in the process it fell upon him and crushed him to death. So too, jealousy is not only unreasoning, but also injurious. Both the body and soul are evilly affected by it. Some have aptly observed jealous people are like those who poison their own food and then eat it. Be aware of envy. It is the cruel offspring of Satan, the first cousin of pride, and the father of many crimes. Kill it before it kills you. And when you feel the spirit of jealousy coming upon you, then you know it's time to pray. Listen to the words of this song as John and Penny Harris, Cheryl Howman, Larry Grable sing for us, Jesus built this church on love. Oh, no. 
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is rightly dividing the word of truth, the words of Christ. Acts chapter 1, verse number 3, To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. According to Acts chapter 1, verse 3, the Lord Jesus Christ, after his resurrection, had a forty-day Bible teaching conference in which he taught his disciples about the kingdom of God. This would include the so-called Great Commission of Lord Jesus Christ as found in Matthew chapter 28 verses 19 and 20, Mark 16, 15 to 20, Luke 24 verses 46 to 48, John chapter 20 verses 21 to 23, and Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Are these words which were spoken by the Lord Jesus Christ in his post-resurrection ministry the last words? that he ever spoke? And the answer is unequivocally, no. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 3. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to the wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. What words are being spoken of here in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 3? The Sermon on the Mount, the Olivet Discourse, the seven last sayings of Christ from the cross, the so-called Great Commission, which was given during the 40-day Bible conference with his disciples. These are not the words which First Timothy 6, 3 are referring to. How do we know? Romans 15, 8 says, And now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. During the earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, he confirmed the promises made to the fathers. He did not reveal the mystery of the church, the body of Christ during this time. What are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, 1 Timothy 6, 3, are speaking of? Romans chapter 16, verses 25 and verse 26. Now to him that is a power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began but now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. And again, I would encourage you to be following along as I read these Bible verses to you and study these Bible verses on your own. Galatians chapter 1, verse 11 and verse 12. 
But I certify you, brethren, the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 16, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. The glorified and risen Lord Jesus Christ from heaven revealed to the apostle Paul the revelation of the mystery. The mystery was kept secret in the Old Testament. It was kept secret during the earthly ministry of Christ. It was kept secret during those 40 days leading up to his ascension to heaven. Later, it was revealed to the Apostle Paul. And the mystery is not the salvation of the Gentiles, for that was talked about by the Old Testament prophets. The mystery involves Jews and Gentiles joint heirs in a body, the church, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Titus chapter 1, verse number 2 and verse 3. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. Did you hear those words? It's committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. Why is the church, the body of Christ, so disobedient to this commandment of God? Why have they been? Why does the church, the body of Christ, ignore this commandment of God? The word manifested means to make visible. Here you have the authoritativeness of God's command. The Apostle Paul's preaching and teaching of the gospel was not a matter of his own choice, but he was divinely commissioned to do so. How does the church, the body of Christ, ignore this commandment of God? They do not rightly, rightly divide the Bible. They might get the gospel message from Peter in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, or from the Lord Jesus Christ teaching in Mark 16, 15 to 20. Listen to the quote from William Newell, who's the author of the hymn at Calvary. You can judge any man's preaching or teaching by this rule. Is he Pauline? Does his doctrine start and finish according to those statements of Christian doctrine uttered by the Apostle Paul? No matter how wonderful a man may seem in his gifts and apparent consecration, if his gospel is not Pauline, it is not the gospel, and we might as well get our minds settled at once as to that. That's understanding 2 Timothy 3.16 that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable and then understanding 2 Timothy 2.15 study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. And then certainly as we turn to Ephesians chapter 3 we see verse number 5 say which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit verse 6 that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in the gospel by Christ verse 8 and verse number 9 unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God not in scripture it was hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ until it was what revealed to the apostle Paul 
all scripture, verbal, plenary inspiration, absolutely, but it has to be rightly divided, and when we do, we see the twofold program of God, Israel, and the church, the body of Christ. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ, your personal Savior? If you've never trusted Him, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 tells us, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. Salvation is not of yourself. It's a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Won't you trust Him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late in your life? listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Thank you.